Welcome to the Master Books Podcast, where we bring you conversations that will strengthen your biblical worldview and the faith of your family. I'm Jennifer White, publicist at Master Books, a division of New Leaf Publishing Group. As host of this show, I'll be opening the doors to the Master Books family library of books, authors, and curriculum. For over 45 years, our company has been about one thing, ink on paper to touch eternity. In a world increasingly at war with God, we are publishing to partner with you to disciple your family, the church, and the nations. Well, hello and welcome back to the Master Books Podcast. Today, I have an exciting show for you. We are talking about learning Spanish as a second language. My guest today is Aria. She is the Master Books Spanish course creator and instructor. Welcome, Aria. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. It's good to be here. Well, it's great to have you and it's great to have a Spanish course for families, not just for the young ones in your home or your high schoolers, but Aria has created a course that is specifically for a family experience so that you can enjoy learning to speak the language to each other to actually practice it. So I'm eager for you to tell us how you got here. Tell us a little bit about why Spanish for you mm-hmm. and why, um, how you became a course creator for homeschool families. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. Um, this is not something that I would have thought that I would do. Um, and this is just one of the beautiful ways of the way God works and opens opportunities and doors. Um, it was really exciting for me to think about creating an opportunity for for homeschool families or or students in general to be able to learn Spanish. And then when you think about, okay, how is a parent going to teach their child or their children a subject matter that they don't really know much about or anything about? Um, And that was kind of how the beginning Spanish for Families course came about thinking, how can these families learn Spanish when perhaps parents either don't know Spanish or they don't know how to teach it? Um, we all, we all speak English, but that doesn't mean that you would necessarily know how to teach someone else English. Um, and so that was part of the, the idea behind the course, but also that a language is interactive. So for a student to sit with a workbook and color something or draw something or conjugate verbs, isn't really achieving the interactive and communicative goals of a language. And that is to, it's a bridge to know other people and to speak with other people. And so what a great way to start by doing it in the family. Um, that that. a a mom and a dad and kids and grandparents and neighbors and cousins can all learn together. Um, I love that. I love anything community. We were just talking about that before we started the show, that being with people is so important and learning together is so much more impactful because you've got somebody to relate the information that you just learned. And most of us, we don't really want to learn another language for academic purposes. We don't want to just read poetry or read a novel. We actually Mm -hmm. want to use it in, you know, to speak with someone else and to get to know somebody else. And so it's a great way to start within your family. Um, And I think it's actually really fun. The the way the course is designed, it's highly interactive. So Mm -hmm. interacting with me um, in the video courses, but also with each other. And it makes it really fun. And when students, even within a family, you know, when they are engaged in the learning process, it increases motivation and therefore learning. So I think it makes it a really positive and fun way to learn Spanish. 
Absolutely. Well, for those of you who don't know, we have an online uh, learning platform called Masterbooks Academy, which you can find at masterbooksacademy.com. And Aria's class is there. Her course is there. And tell us of the name of the course. So the name of the course is Beginning Spanish for Families. And again, as I stated before, it really is designed for a wide variety of learners. However, if you have an individual learner who wants to study Spanish, it doesn't have to be done. It's not required that mom or dad sit with the, the students and learn, but it's that's certainly an option. So an individual could take the course or you could do it as a family. So there are 70 videos that you watch that a student would watch. And then there's a number of enrichment, optional enrichment activities afterwards. And there are a, there are a lot of things I've created, interactive games, neighborhood surveys, speaking activities, coloring activities. And it really was geared towards um, hitting something for every age learner, a type of learner, their motivation, their interest. So it's really just a wide variety um, of options. So I don't want parents to feel burdened that it's something that they have to, all these activities have to be done, but they're just provided there to give options for all the, the learners in their family. Right. Well, I've looked at the videos and those look like so much fun. Um, you guys will see Aria's family. She has four children and they are in the videos helping yeah. her teach in this family setting, helping you see how the family can work together, do these fun games and interactivity um, options together. And yeah. it looks hilarious. Yeah, it was really, it was really fun to create. And I think you'll see in the videos that I had such a great time doing it. Mm -hmm. um, it was a really special thing to do with um, my children. Um, and it also models how you would do it in your home. So some of it is just interacting with me and my kids during the video lessons. But then I also use that to say, here's how you do it in the context of your own home. Um, my own mom even appeared in some of the videos, which was so special and spectacular for my kids because they know more Spanish than grandma. And usually grandma's the one teaching them, you know, how to bake bread or mm -hmm. how to quilt or, you know, some, a lesson from the Bible or something, but it was really fun that they, it was an equalizer. We all did it together. And it mm -hmm. was, it was really, it was community building within our own family, even to create it. So they so. got to teach grandma. And I can imagine that if they, because this is an online learning opportunity, they can, when they go on vacation to grandma's house, spend a couple of weeks there, they can do that with her. Yes. And that it's also kind of, it's a neat way that the Academy Master Books has set up the Academy that you, it's designed as a year long course. But you have 18 months to access the videos, but really if a student really liked something or they felt like I got it, but but I think I want to watch it again. You can watch a video lesson more than once. And one of the exciting um, things about the approach that I use, which is mostly an immersion, high target language. So I speak in Spanish 90, I would say 90% of the time is that there's so much other Spanish that can be picked up. So if the goal of the um, unit was talking about how you're feeling and you know, how are you mm -hmm. feeling today? Well, I'm kind of tired or I'm excited or whatever. If you watch the lessons, you'll realize there's so many other extra Spanish that can be picked up. Maybe it's activities or schedules or days of the week. Um, and so that's a really neat option for families as well, that you could rewatch a video and actually pick up more Spanish than just the core communicative goals for that unit. That's neat. Yeah. What a great thing to be able to go back and look at it together, you know, to if one student's having trouble with that particular thing, the mom can go back 
and say, let's yeah. watch that again. Or let's say they had a really fun time learning it together. Dad comes home and they want to share it with him. They can yeah. just go back and watch that video. Absolutely. And then for each of the video lessons, I have a parent guide and that kind of is, here's what you expect for the, that lesson. Um, here's the language goals. And then it's a little bit of maybe background explanation of an activity we're doing and why I have a pedagogical reason pedagogy being like a length, the, um, educational goal for mm -hmm. every activity that I do. It's not just like, let's just have fun. The goal is just numbers in Spanish, but that all the activities are based on having an educational reason why a pedagogical reason why that is based on my experience as a teacher and my background as a Spanish linguist. And so those parent guides kind of give, sometimes there's a little bit of a background. Sometimes it's just further language explanation that I don't think is necessary in the video. Mm -hmm. um, I don't do a lot of explicit instruction to say, so you may notice that limonada ends in A. So if you're describing it, you're going to have the adjective end in A. I don't put that in the video lesson um, based on what we know about language, learning a language, comprehensible input is how students learn. So it's getting input in Spanish, but then a parent might say, okay, but I'm an adult learner. I want to feel a little bit more confident as the teacher. Mm -hmm. And so that is something that's in the parent guide to say, just FYI, you may have noticed if you like more than one thing, it's gustan, me gustan. If it's, you like one, th uh, or plural, I'm sorry. If you like just an individual thing, it's me gusta. So again, the parent resource just gives parents a little bit of an edge in knowledge and hopefully then in confidence um, with their learners, with the, with the students. That's fantastic. I love when the parent doesn't have to feel like they have to know everything about a class or a course or a subject matter to teach it. And that you're giving them just like one little edge, one yes. step up so that they have that confidence. And confidence is so important to being yeah. able to relax and have fun. And speaking of having fun, I've heard you talk about this before, like the reason why you built laughter into the course. Tell us about that. Yes. So, you know, we've in second language acquisition research, they talk a lot about methods uh, um, that are the most effective methods for acquiring a second language. And there's a lot of linguistic um, reasons, but then there's a lot about the affective filter and that is how you're feeling. So if you're feeling stressed out, you're, you're not going to be as motivated. You're not going to be as engaged in learning process. And you're certainly not going to be excited to use it. And isn't that what we want out of a language? We want to learn it so we can actually use it. And that, that's actually one of my favorite things when student, when I've had students over the years and they go on a mission trip somewhere and they say, oh my God, profe, I went and it actually works. Why? Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> and so by using unexpected, something unexpected or silly or funny, it lowers, takes the stress level down um, so that students yeah, don't feel anxious when they're learning, um, especially when it's high target language, because there can be this immediate like, oh, gosh, what's going on? Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. This feels like a fire hose. And mm -hmm. um, when you laugh, we can it's just, it, you know, the stress comes out of our body um, and our enjoyment level goes up. And um, and that's actually that's what we want. We want students engaged and motivated so they can actually learn and then be confident to use it. So, Absolutely. yes, I, who wouldn't and, want to take that course if you're going to get to laugh and learn? Yes, yes. And I don't think that we have to, you know, the idea that learning is academic and serious, especially with a language, it doesn't, you can also enjoy, have fun and enjoy mm -hmm. yourself. And I think that comes through with the videos that it's actually, it's actually really, it's really fun to learn Spanish and it's fun to try new words. There shouldn't be this stress of saying it perfectly. There's a risk taking that has to go with it. 
that we have to say, I don't know if I'm going to say it perfectly, but we can still communicate what we want to communicate. It's also interesting if for those who speak Spanish already, you'll realize that because Spanish is so widely spoken, there's so many different ways of saying things depending on the region you're in or the country you're in. And so this idea of achieving it and perfectionism, it just doesn't work with the language. There's of course the correct way that we say something, um, mm -hmm. but there are 15 words for kite, 15 words for straw. You know, there's so much variation that I think there has to be some just like relaxedness that goes with this of saying, we're just gonna go for it. And the end result is going to be relationally based and it's not, not language perfection, but that we're going to be able to um, build community within our family or make a new friendship or relationship with someone who doesn't speak English. And that is incredible. Um, and I just felt the whole master books, family of listeners, relax. <laughs> you know, that this is not about perfection. We're just going to no. have fun and build community with our community. Yes. You know, with but this is, but, us, even but in not our the, family. Yes. But not at the cost of, authentic communication. And that's mm -hmm. what is really important as well. This is not watered down or inauthentic studies show that even if we simplify to make it accessible to a learner, it's still authentic language learning for a, a purpose. So that's, what's amazing. We don't have to sacrifice that aspect to still get real use, taking risks, um, enjoyment. And so, I, yeah, I'm, ex I'm excited. I think that, um, I, I feel really excited that it will be a positive thing for learners. My my hope is that it ignites their passion to continue to use the language and then to continue learning it. This is, sure. this is just the beginning of a journey of a not developing novice level proficiency um, in Spanish. But if people are interested, if students are interested and motivated, it's it's really the sky's the limit, you know. So yeah. The people who are listening, thank you for listening, by the way, and thank you for ranking and relate and um, recommending our podcast to other people. We really appreciate that. We appreciate you tuning in today. Mm -hmm. And for those of you listening, you know, probably by now that Masterbook's mission statement is ink on paper to touch eternity. Yes. And I would love for you to take a few minutes to share with us how you developed the course in a way that the course fits the, our biblical worldview, our focus on teaching children from a biblical worldview, helping mm -hmm. them develop their heart for God, helping families do discipleship in the home, parents, you know, mm -hmm. disciple their children. How is that a part of your course? Yeah, that's it's such a great question. I think that, you know, when you are a follower of Jesus, those things shouldn't be separate. You know, that, that part of our relationship with, with Christ infuses all aspects of our lives, academic and non. And I love how Masterbooks has done that with their courses, the content. Um, and the same would be with Spanish. So, you know, for example, we start off every single video lesson with a prayer. It's a very simple prayer, thanking God for the brand new day, thanking him for um, his love for us, for our family. But we do it 70 times. And that's a really, really neat way to start the course off. Um, and it's models a prayer that they could then end up adding in other things that they're thankful for. Mm -hmm. um, but in addition, I think that I think about discipleship. We can't disciple people if we don't know them, right? We, it's all relationally built. Our relationship mm -hmm. with God is built on a relationship. It's not built on, you know, academically knowing the Bible. It's actually a relationship with Jesus. Um, and so it's the same with Spanish. You, you can't fill, form a relationship with someone if it can only go so deep if you don't speak their language. So how amazing that we can get to know people 
who don't speak Spanish as their, or speak English, I'm sorry. Um, and build those relationships to then be able to share the gospel and grow God's kingdom. Um, it's also amazing because there we have brothers and sisters in Christ around the globe um, that we don't know. And some speak English, but a lot of them don't. Um, a lot sure. of them speak Spanish. And so it's for me personally, it's been a really special, it's really grown my faith um, to have relationships with people whose Spanish is their, their first language. Whether it's been like missions trips and travel abroad or in my local community, mm -hmm. Bible studies through church and just personal relationships. Um, I think I've learned a lot more about God's character since he is the the creator of all of all languages. I think that it's interwoven throughout the course. The idea of we we are when we talk about families, we also talk about our spiritual family. For me, it's just hard to separate because a language is about community building and relationship building. And that's with God, with people mm -hmm. in our family and then community in the world at large. So what incredible way to know God's character more. Um, I've also shared before that English has certain limitations that Greek or Hebrew or Spanish don't. So as I've read the Bible in Spanish, I've understood verses that I grew up memorizing that were really rich and special, but deeper understanding because of limitations in English that aren't in Spanish. Um, right. And that's been a really neat way to know, to, to know God um, more deeply. The fact that it begins with the prayer just really touches my heart. Yes that they are the whole lesson starts with i'm yeah. gonna acknowledge god i'm gonna thank yeah. god i'm gonna honor him i'm gonna learn to speak this language to him so it's very yeah. relational with god and he you know obviously god speaks spanish so it's really incredible that we can talk to god in english and in spanish and mm -hmm. even at our most basic levels he hears us and he cares and so that's the other thing I talk about in the course is active listening. I think that as humans in English or Spanish, it can be really easy to just have a lot to say. Um, but we want when we ask someone how they're feeling, how they're doing in Spanish and the answer, I'm tired or I'm sad or I'm sick. Well, gosh, we want to be active listeners and respond to that and say, oh, I'm so sorry. Or, oh, I'm excited. Really? Me too. Why? Um, and it's the same with our relationship with God that we don't want to just talk at him, but he actually has a lot to say to us. And so we want to be active listeners. Um, and that's also incorporated throughout the course um, as well. I can only imagine, you know, Ephesians 3.20 talks about that God is able to do more than we can ask or imagine. And I can only imagine the impact of the Masterbook students learning to speak Spanish and taking that skill into the their destiny into the purpose that God created them yes. for and taking that piece of wisdom and how to communicate with someone else. God dearly loves and yeah. share the gospel, share love, share a meal, you know, work yeah. together, all of those things to be able to communicate why they believe what they believe. It's a yes. beautiful thing. Yeah. And I think that it's also really growing. It's a key to other cultures. And so when you, learn another language, you are opening up your own world that, that God created, mm -hmm. um, the way people do things, the, the food that they eat. So also in the course is interwoven is just, is cultural, very authentically and non-stereotypically a natural way, because you can't really separate, um, a language from the people who speak it and their True. culture. And so it's, a, it's also enriches our own lives to have, to have that kind of access to, all the cultural elements that come with um, Spanish speak Spanish speakers, which is very, very, there are so many Spanish speaking countries. So um, it's incredible. 
And same with the language, you know, I touched on this earlier, but it's really exciting that they'll go somewhere and they'll, they can use the Spanish that they learn in the course and it will absolutely be comprehensible. So, someone will understand them, but they, depending on what region or what village or country, mm -hmm. they might say, Hey, this is the word we use for it here, which is really incredible that the learner can say, okay, they don't use the word. I don't, you know, boligrafo, they use the word pluma and you're like, Oh, great. I mean, that just, that expanded my worldview and my Spanish. Um, so and the relationship between the person who just taught you that. Yes. I think if we have hearts and eyes that are wanting to um, be open to, like I said, the risk, it takes a risk to say, oh, I've not tried to make this noise with my tongue before. Mm -hmm. These things or am I going to feel stupid or look stupid? Um, we take those risks. The I think God blesses that um, and gives us really unique um, opportunities that benefit us as well as the kingdom. True. Well, give us just a glimpse at how you got here. You, you've got a master's degree that allowed you to have all the information you needed to, to teach Spanish as a second language. How did you become a Spanish teacher? That's a great question. So I knew since I was four that I wanted to be a teacher. Okay. Um, I just, that was just something that God had always a passion he'd always given me. The Spanish part didn't really develop until probably high school or college. Um, I took an after school class um, in third grade and it culminated in a play. And I was very shy at, th at that point. And so I enjoyed myself, but mostly it was just kind of stressful. And mm -hmm. then fast forward to when I was 15, I lived with a family um, in Mexico for a summer. And that's when my passion for the language really was ignited. I think it was because it was useful. It was with to get to know people and it was in context, mm -hmm. you know, for a purpose, all of these things. Suddenly I had just a lot more motivation and interest in Spanish. So I studied in high school, studied in college. Um, and it wasn't until college where I realized I actually want to not just be a teacher, but I want to teach Spanish. Um, and from there, I, I was really interested in the, the pedagogical part, the part of like, how does someone acquire language? And so I went to graduate school for to study Spanish linguistics, specifically second language acquisition. So how does someone acquire a language? Um, and that was fascinating. So it was really great to take those couple of years of research and study and apply them to my practical years as a teacher. Mm -hmm. um, and they, in fact, affirmed what I had experienced in the classroom. As far as how do you motivate students, student engagement, um, how people acquire a second language, which you know, originally there was the audiolingual method, which was kill and drill, you know, lots of just memorizing and rote and talking about the language, explicit lang language learning. And then the field has shifted in the last 20 years to say, no, we actually learn it by comprehensible input. So the more input we get, the more we hear the language that in, in ways that we can understand, that's actually how we acquire a, lang um, a language. So it was really exciting to take all I've learned and apply it in these in this academy course comprehensible Student. input i love that especially the way you described it but if i can if i just keep getting it in and i can comprehend it then of course i'm going to learn it yes and that's kind of how we that's how we learn our first language um and so it's very similar that the videos provide opportunity for output for practice i pause and listen a lot because I want I want you to use it and I want you to be engaged with me. But it's really the input that studies show helps us acquire language. Mm -hmm. So again, if I just talk at you, it's just noise and you're stressed out and then you're turn you're tuned out. Um, but if it's comprehensible and it's like, oh, I can see she's talking about 
a, a beverage because she's got a mug and she's taking a drink and then she smiles. She must like it. You know, these all mm -hmm. these extra lingual cues and clues and links to prior knowledge are what make it comprehensible. If families will hang in there and trust the process, they will realize that, yes, they're getting lots of comprehensible input. And that is how language that's how we know that um, language works. It's for a purpose, a communicative purpose. We're not just going to study endings um, of verbs or memorize lists. So that's kind of informed how I created the course as well. Well, I'm very glad that you did it that way. I took two years of Spanish in college and I, and I have worked with Spanish pe speaking people most of my growing up years. My dad had a, a nursery, a plant nursery. And so I worked mm -hmm. with a lot of people who spoke Spanish and I know a couple of things, but it's because I worked with them, not because I learned it in college. Yeah. And, you know, because there wasn't, there was a learning for a test and there was learning because, you know, somebody told me to learn this. There wasn't that turnaround and now have this conversation with your, you know, classmate. Yes. So yeah. I can imagine that taking your course, I would learn so much more than I did. Yeah. And at a much more affordable rate than I did in those two courses yes. my parents paid for. Yes. I think one of the things to to know is that if you're actually going to retain it and have mm -hmm. it accessible and usable for for you as a, a, a Spanish speaker and learner, you're, the content, you know, the list of things that you're memorizing or learning, I'm sorry, that you're learning is not, you know, so extensive because you can't actually remember all that and put it into practice. Mm -hmm. So with this first level, we're just laying a really great foundation. And part of the foundation, I mean, it's highly linguistical. So you're actually learning Spanish that you can use, but it's also just this, the confidence. Okay. I can do this. It's the interest. Oh, I'm, I want, I'm engaged. I'm motivated. And then there's all the, all the different aspects. You say, well, I don't, she hasn't taught us how to talk about this yet. All that comes, but Having the piece, the, all those pieces in place and that foundation, I think is, is really crucial for actual using language for communicative tasks, for communicative purposes. Um, and like I said, not just memorizing lists. Well, it sounds like it really fits the Masterbooks method of helping a student love to learn, building confidence, helping them master it through exposing comprehensible input as you um use the, the phrase and also the biblical worldview, just teaching yeah. for the purpose of relationship, yes. of getting, being able to communicate love, communicate kindness, communicate yeah. patience, communicate those gifts of the spirit, communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I want to thank you for creating the course, spending all the hours that you did away from um, what the other many things you could be doing as a mom of four and a wife and a teacher. So thank you for doing that. And I'm very thankful that our Masterbooks community, our family of uh, believers, of homeschoolers are going to benefit and the world will benefit because they're learning the Bible. They're learning to defend their faith. They're learning to speak Spanish. It's all going to be used by God for great purposes. I believe that it's going to be a really positive thing for families. I'm, I'm excited about it. And I normally end with a prayer for the mm -hmm. people that are listening. And since you use prayer within the court yes. for you to pray for us in Spanish, as well as letting us know what we just, how you prayed for us in English. Yes, I would love to. All right. Vamos a orar. Let's pray. Señor, queremos darte gracias por tu presencia aquí con nosotros. Gracias Dios por todas tus bendiciones por la, y 
Gracias, Dios, por la fortaleza que nos da cada día para amarte, para seguirte y para enseñar y guiar a nuestros hijos. Es en el nombre de Jesús que oramos. Amén. So that prayer said, you know, Lord, we just want to thank you for your presence here with us. Um, and thank you, Lord, for your blessings, your many blessings. Um, thank you for giving the strength that you give us each day to love you, to follow you, and to teach and guide our children. So, and it's in his name that we, that we always pray. Yes. And, yeah. Amen. What a beautiful so, prayer. Thank you. And thank you for spending time with me today and sharing all of your skills with the Masterbooks family. It is my pleasure. So I look forward to seeing you soon. Nos vemos pronto en la, la clase español. Yes, yes. Hopefully the next time you and I talk, I will have a couple of words. <laughs> so say. do you know Do you know any ways to say goodbye in Spanish? I'm really putting you on the spot here. I'm blanking right now. <laughs> so one starts with an A. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay, so I'm going to Adios, adios. Adios, hasta luego. Nos vemos. You can choose hasta pronto. Okay, yeah, audience is the only one. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> hey, that works. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. See you later. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for joining the Masterbooks podcast. This was fun, and we are really glad you were with us. We invite you to check out masterbooks.com. We have a big library of books that will feed the faith of your family. And hey, subscribe to our channel so you won't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.